Hello and welcome to Who Are You? This is the Babylon 5 Watchcast, hosted by two former strangers, now friends, who have gotten to know each other while rewatching a favorite show from their childhood, Babylon 5. I'm Jafar. And I'm Laura. And today, Laura, I get to ask you, what do you want? You still haven't answered my question, Ambassador. What do you want? Well, what do you mean, what do I want? What do you want? Do you really want to know what I want? You really want to know the truth? I wanna really, really, really wanna zig a zig Does that answer your question? Did you see how I turned my mug around very slowly so you I could did. see my my Babylon, Babylon 5, 5 logo? Logo, yeah. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, it's a late mm-hmm. night recording, so you're getting CBTT Jafer. Um, we love my, CBDT Jafer. With my liberals for gay space socialism mug. <laughs> That's the only way to drink your CBDT. Truth. While thinking about liberal gay space socialism. Sounds great. <laughs> if only there were a little more in this show. But, you know, they'll get there. They'll get there someday. (laughs) (laughs) But what do I want? That was what you asked me. Mm -hmm. Besides, obviously, liberal gay space socialism. Yeah. Uh, That's moot. That's what we all want here. Um, Well, I did an exciting thing this week. Yeah. I have started an application for a PhD program. Nerd alert! Ooh! Yeah, I'm I'm kind of nervous about it, but excited. I have to imagine. So this is an accounting PhD. Correct. Yes. Uh, so I don't make that assumption on air. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got to imagine, like, what would that entail? Like, like, truthfully, like, I mean, mm. are you getting into more like economic like monetary theory stuff are you getting into like speculative banking like investment stuff yeah there's a lot that you can do with it you can do tax research or okay um basically the way it was described to me when i spoke to the program director again he said you know all the accounting now we want you to do a bunch of statistics with the accounting and do research based on that and you know my expertise in my like work life is mostly banking. So I'm hoping I can figure out how to merge that with like accounting research and maybe discover some new things or add something to the body of work as they say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I'm a little nervous. It's something I've kind of always wanted to do, but you know, life gets in the way for a while. So, well, I mean, for good reasons. Yeah. And it's one of those things like, listener, it is never too late to go back to school for whatever you want. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Just do it. Like, if you're on the fence about something and wanting to go back to school, go get it. I support you. It's something I've been thinking about. Yeah? Yeah. What would you go back for? I'd probably go grab an EMBA. Okay, yeah. If I were to do anything. Because I feel like an executive MBA is like a very wide door opening kind of degree. Sure. Yeah. Compared to anything else I could go get would probably not have the same impact. So Mm -hmm. I've got enough practical work work experience in just about everything that I'm interested in doing professionally where a degree is kind of moot for a lot of it. 
Yeah, practical work experience means so much. And even just, you know, I, I teach adjunct at a regional university mm-hmm. here in Oklahoma sometimes. And it's always my adult students who are going back that really amaze me, like the things that they can apply from their work experience. And even just they, they're so much better organized in their little minds than yeah, your brain the is young fully ones. developed. Yeah. And <laughs> I know people who are so scared of it. And I just want to shake him and be like, you don't know how great you are and how much easier it's going to be. You remember school is hard and maybe it is hard for other valid reasons. But once your brain is fully developed, it is easier. So I'm definitely a more organized person now than I was when oh, I was in college, let alone yeah. high school. <laughs> definitely. Even just that like routine of getting up and going to a, a nine to five with that organization in your mind. You don't realize it until you're actually doing a program. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let you know how it goes. I'll keep everybody posted. Yeah, please do. Uh, I'm, I'm rooting for you. I'm sure, I'm sure everyone listening is rooting for you. If you're not, what the fuck are you doing? Listening to this podcast, (laughs) get out. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you? Indeed. (laughs) No, it's real exciting, Laura. I'm happy for you. And it's funny that you would bring this up for this episode because we do start off at, you know, Ranger undergrad, I'm guessing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're all getting their little minds learned up too, aren't they? Yeah. We've got Babylon 5, season 5, episode 5, learning curve. Yeah. This is also topical. I did practice that in the mirror. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yeah. I watched two movies to prep for this episode. One is a oh. joke, and then the other surprise had an actor in it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I watched Interstellar 5555, which is the anime made from the Daft Punk album Discovery. Wow. Okay. <laughs> uh but also on a lark this morning, I threw on 1995's Mortal Kombat while I was doing some work. Okay, who's in that? Well, in the beginning, we see that uh, Mortal Kombat's Jax is played by the same guy who was Walker Smith in TKO. Oh, okay, yeah. But Kano, who's one of the like main villains for the first hour of the film, is our gangster here. Okay, I didn't ever write down names of the gangsters. I remember looking him up on Wikipedia, getting like four lines deep and going, oh, so nothing and closing it. And if I had just kept (laughs) scrolling a little bit more, I would not have been as pleasantly surprised as I was this afternoon. You want to know what I called the gangsters in this episode? What do you call them? The goon squad. <laughs> That's a great place to drop in your last time on theme right there. A little yeah. Bit. So we open on Minbar and we see some not yet rebuilt crystal ruins in the background. Thank you, HD Upgrade. Yeah, they're still working on the crystals. I noticed that. Yeah. I, we needed a little more like scaffolding and cranes and stuff, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> Maybe they grow them. Maybe they're just like getting up there and watering the crystals or something. Yeah. <laughs> they got to like pour the solution on there and wait for it to harden yeah Yeah. do the things it's actually all just river tables it's all resin (laughs) 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And we get some uh, Rangers for training. And this is played for laughs. Like, oh, look at the dumb little soldier. He can't think. And this is (laughs) such a weird way to find out that JMS doesn't support the troops. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, weird take. Well, you know what? It was still the 90s, right? Yeah. You, yeah. Could, you could not support the troops back then. You couldn't do this episode in 2002 that with that tone, right? <laughs> no. We've got our two uh, ranger trainers, Laurel and Hardimir. It's not actually. <laughs> yeah. No, it took me forever to catch their Laurel names, though. To be it's honest. a real topical reference here in 2023. So. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I definitely was like, what is the Lord of the Rings reference he's making here? <laughs> and they grab two recruits, not the sleeping Pakmara, uh, to go with them Real talk. to Babylon 5. Yeah. I thought that there was something wrong with the audio in this scene because I kept hearing something in the background until they make the joke about the Pakmara snoring. And then I realized <laughs> it was actually a joke, but... <laughs> Yeah, it's there's some humor in this episode. There's some attempts at humor, I should actually say, in this episode. <laughs> it's a lot of Mimbari humor. Yeah. Which is attempts at humor. Yeah, yeah. And then we cut over to a murder in the cold open. Classic. Yeah, classic Babylon 5. Murder a guy to theme. We come back from theme and our four rangers are at Space TSA. Greeted by Delenn, who offers to personally give them a tour of the station. She simultaneously doesn't want to rest on her laurels or cultural protocol, but then totally does when the young ranger speaks out and gets yelled at in front of her. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We're so not formal here, but don't say a fucking word unless spoken to. (laughs) Yeah, he really did that. Did adults ever do that to you when you were a child that you speak when you're spoken to? Probably, but I don't remember any of it. I definitely didn't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was was very patronizing, I guess. Yeah. But all that order in Mimbari society, can't step Mm -hmm. on that. Garibaldi has had his mess hall permissions restored and he grabs breakfast with Zach. He's about to get him taken away. (laughs) (laughs) Lockley is invited only to be ambushed by Alfredo, TM, 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 uh, about her place in the war as the entire lunchroom just tunes in. She basically says she's just a big, dumb crayon eater and doesn't want to make any decisions. The position of someone who was not a leader during the war, if you have to ask me about it. Yeah. Zach. Zach ignores this whole thing. Um, actually being the soldier not taking a position during this argument thus proving Lockley is full of shit (laughs) (laughs) I will accept that you could have been like lucky enough to be one of those deep space explorers that only comes in every five years and just missed the thing and not had to have taken a side that's fine Mm -hmm. Uh, you could have been put on colony defense and just sat it out and hung out around a colony that never got liberated. But there is no moral high ground in an action. And the position she takes, I feel, is plausible for someone of lower rank, but not someone who's going to be promoted to captain of a station. 
Yeah, w- was her rank as a captain or was she a commander? Do we know? I feel like even as an XO. Like, unless they, like, bumped her from lieutenant to captain or something. Which, yeah. I mean, historically speaking, in Civil Wars, when there's a bunch mm-hmm. of death, mm-hmm. there's a gap in the ranks and that happens. Yeah. Uh, so that that is a hypothetical. She could have been low enough rank to not have to take a position. But I feel like if you're a commander or XO of a ship, you have to know how you're going to side on things. Mm. I mean, I understand your point, but God, I really love the way she dresses Garibaldi down. Oh, yeah. God, I just great. enjoy that so much. Yeah, as you should. <laughs> I just love get, watching him get smashed and then <laughs> everyone else enjoying it. Because, I mean, you can have valid points, but the mm-hmm. way you bring them up and address them ruins your whole argument. And that is Garibaldi, right? Yeah, 100%. Luckily leaves the mess hall and gets into an elevator of shifting hues with Sheridan. I don't know if your video did this, but mine was like the elevator lighting was suddenly changing colors a couple of times. I'm yeah. guessing they were just traveling around, but I don't remember seeing it this notably in the show before. Yeah, no, there's definitely some little backgroundy things that are more noticeable than they yeah. were or new. You know what? This seems like it'd be a great time in this elevator to have a discussion about the thing that is clearly important to this show we bring it up like three times (laughs) yeah well they can't tell us yet they have to end the episode with us with delenn finding out but not us yeah yeah so but there's been a lot of great moments that would have been the time to bring this up i'm just saying (laughs) i i mean i feel like uh delenn is 100 percent correct in the correct time to tell me was five seconds after you thought of it Uh um that we get at the end of the episode that I'm sure I'll I'll mention again there, but it does lead an interesting like rewatchability to it. Cause Mm -hmm, I can't imagine watching these scenes, not knowing what's about to happen. I guess that's cool that they get to be reframed in that way. It's just kind of frustrating instead Mm -hmm. of fun sometimes though. Yeah. Both Sheridan and Lockley reaffirm her placement and acknowledge that they all kind of suck. (laughs) yeah i mean zach checks out the cold open murder and down below putting his garibaldi homeschool learnings to use yeah yeah (laughs) antagonizing the crowd is always a good way to get people to come talk to you that's like day four at garibaldi homeschool security club how to antagonize a crowd yeah how to properly antagonize a crowd yeah and there's definitely not bad guys hanging around in that crowd deciding no, be what they're going to do with you. Yeah. They'd be at the scene of the crime. But rule seven of Garibaldi Club, this homeschool security club, is they always return to the scene of the crime. Yeah. I don't know why nobody has made this group like move along. They need the move along policemen, mm-hmm. you know, nothing to see here. Move on. As Zach leaves, we see our crime lord and his crew. He orders Zach's death for the evening. But hey, we get a Negrath shout out here. Apparently, Negrath was like the real deal mobster, yeah. right? And somehow there's been a power vacuum since he left in season one. So <laughs> no one moved in on that territory. Left? Too dangerous, or was right? Killed? Mm-hmm. 
it's kind of implied that McGrath was murdered off camera. That's kind of sad. He deserved on camera, right? That's what I want out of the next Babylon 5 thing we get. I want an animated Lost Tales with what happened to DeGrath. And just, that can be the table that whatever happened to DeGrath. That can be the name of it. <laughs> Here's <laughs> your freebie, guys. give me a little guys. 20 minute. You got it. <laughs> Take it, JMS. I know you're never listening to this podcast anyways, but <laughs> probably for that exact reason. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I get it. Delenn and the Ranger trainers are hanging out in a conference room where they bitch about Stinky. But Delenn <laughs> is like, <laughs> use him as a spy, dummies. <laughs> yeah. You know who nobody looks at in the room? The person who obviously smells. Yeah. Like, this is a perfect opportunity for you to expand your fucking horizons. <laughs> Yeah, this person is not only, like, going to go around not being noticed. People are going to be trying extremely hard not to notice this alien. Yeah. Use it. (laughs) It's right there. Just fucking do the thing. I like this about Delenn, though. She's thinking, really, you know, in all the dimensions. And Mm -hmm. she's not trying to make the fish climb the tree. Mm-hmm. She's saying, let's let's play to everybody's strengths here. It's not STEM, it's STEAM, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> How yeah. progressive of her. Thanks, Delenn. Treval brings up Marcus. And he's just like, yeah, not a surprise he had a martyr streak in him. And Lanier's also being a reckless shit. Also not a surprise. <laughs> yeah, awkward. <laughs> yeah, Delenn asks it. Treval to watch over Lanier a little bit, but doesn't interfere. Yeah. Hey, did you notice she's wearing the ranger coat in this scene? Well, that makes sense, yeah. The, like brown until za coat. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Looks good on her. It does. Garibaldi briefs the telepaths who are going to be working intelligence from Byron's crew. They don't say anything because we don't want to give the telepaths speaking lines. Yeah, we might have then to pay get them their more. Side cards. Yeah, that'd be terrible. Yeah, can't yeah. have the telepaths getting their uh, union membership. Yeah, they're super silent, even when Garibaldi insults them on the way out. Ugh. <laughs> Garibaldi and Zach don't understand why anyone from Clark's side would ever be trusted. Like, man. <laughs> <laughs> like did you just want to get rid of like half of the military like what do you think is gonna happen here like what do you have what would you do with those people if you're not going to trust them like camps uh firing squads like what are you gonna do you have to integrate the two sides somehow eventually yeah like uh yeah otherwise you make things worse yeah you're just gonna entrench it Worse. This is Sheridan reaching across the aisle and he's mm-hmm. trying to be noble about it. Uh, this all gets interrupted by a call from an informant on the down below murders. While our ranger recruits wander, we see a ambush being set up. Yeah, we've got Cynthia who called in mm-hmm. and she was just trying to get a bargain ticket home by setting Zach up. But she's also getting conned in the process. So, yeah, once she learns the plan is to kill Zach, 
She disagrees and is attacked, the noise of which alerts our ranger recruits. A religious cast recruit jumps to action while our warrior stays behind. Gasp. The soldier doesn't want to fight. Our religious cast guy here is uh, no Marcus when it comes to fighting a bunch of gangsters in Down Below. He gives it a valiant try, but he does get God. Yeah, they jump him. They beat him up pretty bad. We cut over to Metalab where he's alive, but barely. Our three standing rangers decide to turn this into a lesson of Mora Doom. The application of terror. This is reinforced as Delenn discusses the situation with Lockley. It's not about revenge. It's not. It's about terror. And tell me you wrote this before September in 2001. Without <laughs> telling me you wrote this before September 2001. Yeah. <laughs> the application of terror. I saw that and had to pause. Yeah. It's like they don't. They don't mean what I think they mean, do they? And they don't. And they clarify no. it in the next scene. Uh, it's a wording that goes down weird with our modern context. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our religious mentor gives our warrior recruit the most important lesson he's going to learn. The It's not the scale of things that matters, only that you do the right thing at all times. Mm. Uh, they have a conversation yeah. where he's like, I'm willing to sacrifice myself for you know, the greater good and for glory, but why would I, you know, a waste of a life to save someone who was going to die or like some stupid shit or something minor. And he's all like, no dude, good is good. Do good. That's the gig. Yeah. This is what you're signing up for. My friend, you don't get to pick what's worthy and what's not. Yeah. After this is when Delenn clarifies, that this is about facing the terror within, not about generating terror which would have happened much earlier if this was made years later. Yeah. He's basically got to face his fears. He's got to face these guys or he'll be useless as a ranger. Yeah. He's got to go Kobayashi Maru this thing. Mm -hmm. Face the no-win scenario. Uh, security clears out and the crime lords thinks he won. Like, oh, security's just like giving me three floors of the station. Oh, they understand. All I had to do is beat up that one Mimbari. I would not think this, would you? I would no. be starting to worry about gas, yes? <laughs> yep, I would be out of there. And about 10 seconds later, the rangers kill the power and he realizes that he's fucked. Yeah. They get picked off one by one in what has to be one of the worst sequences of cinematography in this show. It's like we're trying to be predator, maybe I guess. Yeah, but we've it got it. We've got a short amount of time to do this, so we got to hurry up, chop chop. Yeah, and we just see like shots of dudes getting hit with den box and stuff, or getting grabbed, just like <laughs> pulled off camera real quick, or just getting punched, and it's just, it's so awkward. So I think our guy's name, our religious cast, is Tanir, right? Yes. Um, I had a hard time keeping track of the names of all the guests in this particular episode. Don't know what that was about, but Tanir, is he the one getting all the guys or are the other so. rangers helping him? I to think get the other rangers the are guy? helping him get these guys until it's just him and Trace, who is our crime lord. Okay. That makes a little more sense in my mind at first, because we don't see anybody. I'm like, he's just gone full. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. He's gone full rogue. <laughs> Tanir is dieharding this fucking station right now. Yeah, exactly. So the, the Rangers surround Trace. Uh, they throw him a Denbok and tell him he's got to fight Tanir to pass. He refuses. And Tanir just smacks him across the head with one. Just like, I'll, I don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah. We're fighting yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he doesn't drop the Denbok just yet no. and go fist fight, but. They get that, there. Yeah. They'll get there. The Rangers are just like talking mad shit while Trace gets wrecked. They're like, oh, look yeah. at his shitty form. <laughs> the Pakmara fights better. Then all the rangers are laughing. It's a great time for a lecture. Anytime yeah, we're doing 100%. a fight. Always be learning. <laughs> Tanir wins and earns his lesson. Zach arrests the bully. And our rangers head home. Garibaldi notes the Mimbari are incapable of giving up a fight. Just on a cultural or genetic level. Like no matter what. They just can't stop. Yeah, evidence suggests. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then we see Alfredo take Zach's password off of a post-it note on his monitor at his station so that he can read Lockley's file. How does he not have this already? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't... I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's got the weight of the Alliance behind him, right? Yeah, it's just like, how? This is, This seems like the kind of thing that he would have access to mm-hmm. he's covert intelligence or whatever he should yeah. have stuff on every place where the president is he should you think know. it's like just him it's like just him and the two telepaths are the only people that are interstellar alliance intelligence right now he doesn't I have a believe team that. There's, there's no agents no yeah no i believe data. that because yeah. he thinks he's enough right <laughs> he thinks he's good enough and he's got to get the people he's got to be able to vet and trust the people and that's going to take time so it's absolutely just garibaldi at this point Ugh, yes that's so <laughs> maddening uh just uh i don't even he's have very very full of himself in yeah. this fifth season like to an extent that i don't think he was not great before i do not like him in season five yeah delen brings up a conversation with Lockley, and we cut to post-fight uh, with her and Sheridan. They are not cuddling in bed. Yeah. <laughs> this is bad. This is bad. Yeah, this is real fight town. This is the honeymoon is over. Yeah, like for Delenn to roll over and not face, it's something serious. Yeah. And once again, she is a thousand percent correct. Uh, Ten seconds mm-hmm. after you thought of it was the correct time to tell her. Yep. And and we just get awkward silence to and through credits. Yeah. I don't think I like Sheridan this season either. Yeah. <laughs> At least five episodes in, I'm not impressed. Not impressed, my guy. Well, we fucking ran through this episode. Oh, boy. We did. But, you know, I had a hard time with it in yeah. some ways. I guess we can move into our ratings and then talk I, about why I had a hard time. I also, like, okay, yeah, it's rating time. I'm giving this a one out of five. Uh, I hate this episode. It's bad in ways that aren't even entertaining. Yeah, I have to 
be with you and, and give it a one. Like I couldn't remember the names of any of our guest characters, mm-hmm. like any of them. Yeah. I'm sitting here going, was it Tanir? I don't know. What was our warriors guy guy's name? Like, I don't know. I didn't even yeah. see it in the subtitles. Like I normally do. Yeah. <laughs> we watch with subtitles too. So I, I don't know. It was just, everybody was super forgettable. Yeah. Yeah, you know. that it is probably the most forgettable episode of this show. The yeah. only there is some cool bits with the Rangers a little bit here and there, but for the mm-hmm. most part, even that is just played for laughs when it shouldn't be. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. um, it's slow. The cinematography is weird. This feels like pure filler. Yeah, like even the stuff where we're like making jokes about the Pacmara. I'm like, eh, these guys are like ranger leaders and i feel like they're supposed to have some of that like gravitas about the whole organization and instead they're complaining about the smelly guy like Uh, what actually happens in this episode garibaldi finds out lockley wasn't on the side of the resistance we get a little five half a second line maybe of linear update he's doing the exact thing you thought he was gonna and uh, we we put telepaths in place, you know, yeah. Chekhov's telepaths to go off later in the season. Yeah, which will we and we already been told that was happening. So that doesn't serve any purpose. And Delenn is mad at John and they haven't told us why yet. Yeah, nothing fucking happens in this episode that didn't already happen in another episode or couldn't have been handled better, more concisely somewhere else. All of those scenes I listed are just little snippets of this episode. I mean, it the total of those scenes combined is maybe two minutes of our runtime. The whole application of terror thing that I think we were supposed to feel things about. Like, I think we were supposed to be impressed with the application of terror idea, right? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't really feel it. I mean, it, it... might have hit different in 1998. It probably did. I, it most yeah. assuredly did. Uh, we're just we've been terrified too long to right <laughs> we just live in a constant state of terror now and we're like what i'm facing my fears every day get out of my face right god <laughs> pandemic wave six is about to drop like come on y'all yeah maybe that's Ugh. it maybe we're too jaded for this episode i maybe. don't know i just it wasn't my favorite thing i don't know it, it it kind of had some of that like martial arts movie vibes with yeah. the like, here's our mystical ranger idea, but it didn't so, hit. I will say I, I've talked about this in the past that sometimes when an episode is bad or it's not hitting, I have to get up and do other stuff. Yeah. How many times? For my what notes. was the break count for this? It took one? me two days to get through this up three days. <laughs> so on my notebooks, I keep because I do paper notes for everything. I started this episode on December 15th and I ended it on December 17th Yeah, is when I took notes for this guy. And it's not like I was doing so much stuff in those days where I had to stop Mm -hmm. and go do things that were important in my life. Yeah. I was finding things to do. I was like, oh, you know, I could go, I could do some laundry right now to get it started. Yeah. You know, oh, I'll just wait for it to finish and then I'll turn it over and then I'll get back to the episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame you. I don't know. It just nothing about it really grabbed me. And I'm hoping for better. 
from the next yeah. episode. Yeah, this is a real low point. Yeah. Um we've had some pretty decent ones so far in the season, so Yeah, and it's I think we've had some of the best of this season. There's a couple episodes I know that we'll get later that are great. We've got uh the Core's mother, the Core's father is supposed to be if I remember that one being really good. Mm-hmm. The Fall of Centauri Prime is like a classic episode that's yeah, coming yeah. down. Obviously, uh Sleeping in Light is still yeah. on the way. So there are things to look forward to, but I think we're hitting a bit of a slog here. Yeah, you know, and part of it for me, I wonder, is just that Minbari stuff often seems like in the color palette, just kind of brown. Like Mm -hmm. the Rangers are all brown. Like when we do gray cast or gray council, excuse me, stuff, it's always you know, in in the dark, in potato sacks. Like, <laughs> man, I just need some more color to it. Yeah, just give me something. The, yeah. the, the, the cities are all crystal and very colorful. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Uh, all right, well, that's that one. <laughs> Tell me what we're going to look at next time, since I did not read the description. Okay, well, I've got some good news. You're going to like the first word of this description a lot. Ooh. We've got season five, episode six, Strange Relations. Bester arrives at the station to arrest the down below telepaths, and Lando barely escapes an assassination attempt when the ship he was about to board explodes. Well, I love Bester. Yeah. We know that. We're hitting that assassination button again, huh? Yep. Gotta. Just. Smash that assassination button. Yeah. I mean, it's about time, really. Londo's been emperor for how many episodes, but hanging out on Babylon 5, where there's... It's a weird choice. Ostensibly less security, like Centauri security, at least. I would think that the second he is going to become emperor, you send, like, four fucking heavy cruisers to go defend the station, just yeah. in case. <laughs> yeah. He should have like an impressive detail yeah. with him at all times. Do you think maybe the position of emperor has been overplayed in its stature and importance in Centauri uh, culture to us? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's the monarchy in England now. Yeah. Like, it's becoming like less it's important, relevant. guys. But like, you know, if Chucky dies, it's not like the government's going to stop working. Exactly. Yeah. Isn't he supposed to have one of those telepaths with him at all times? Remember how Emperor Turin had the established that? Yeah, (laughs) he's supposed to be telepathically linked to the hip with his prime minister at all times. We don't even know who his prime minister is, (laughs) Jafar. What is going on? (laughs) Yeah. Well, I look forward to more Londo and more Bester. This seems like it could be a decent episode. We can hope. Uh, we shall see. Just like we can hope that you go check out the music of Jeremy Siegel. You can find more of Jeremy's work besides our lovely theme song at jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com and also all over streaming services as Nuclear Jaguar. Yeah, if your Spotify wrapped as tis the season while we're recording this is not full of Jeremy Siegel, it should be. Yeah. Or listen on title because they'll actually pay him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That's if he's a good title, point. But yeah. Yeah, got to get paid. That's the most important part. Sure. Unlike our editor, Aaron, who we'd also (laughs) like to thank at this time. 
you yeah. were giving you the Christmas gift of a short one to edit, Aaron. Yes, it's a Christmas miracle. Yes, enjoy that because <laughs> it's not going to last. And thank you to Angry Duck Time Machine on Instagram for our podcast artwork. Mm-hmm. And thank you, listener, for tuning in and spending, I'm guessing, about 35 minutes with Laura and I today instead of our <laughs> typical hour. Sorry, I wish there were better jokes or more jokes, but hey. we had to sit through it too. So, you know. I would love to hear what our listeners think about this episode on the Discord. Yeah. Uh, you know, if there's some redeeming stuff in there that I just somehow missed while I was taking notes, please throw it at me. Yeah. Uh, but if you also feel the same, I want to hear your jokes. Make some jokes at me. Make some jokes. And we'll see you next week, Internet. Bye. Bye.